Welcome to The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness. Part 2. Discussions. Transitioning. I had a great conversation with my daughter last night, and it left me feeling both positive about my daughter and also horribly concerned for this generation. You may remember I wrote a few days ago about a conversation I had with my daughter that started with some simple questions and ended with me screeching a tirade at her until she cried. We left the conversation with one unanswered question. What does it mean to be a woman? So last night, after my stepkids left for their mom's house, I cozied up on the bottom bunk with my daughter and let her lead the conversation for about an hour. She talked about Paw Patrol and her friends and this video game she's really into. Then after a while, there was a lull in the conversation. We both looked at our phones for a moment, and then I said, So the last time we talked about gender stuff, my voice got all high-pitched and squeaky and I made you cry. Uh, yeah. Well, I walked away with more questions than I had answers. And you know what I do when I have questions, right? I do my research. So I started researching everything I could to try to understand what's happening with your generation. My generation never had the option to question our gender, and so this is something I simply do not understand. And so after days of researching and learning about this topic, I am left with even more questions than I had before. Let's just say I'm still really confused. So I guess I'd like to talk to you some more and try to understand, but this time, I would like to stay calm. I know what you're going to ask me. What does it mean to be a woman? You're right. That was the question I'd posed to you last time we talked. But now I have different questions. I had asked that question to make you think, because if you try and sit there and define what it means to be a woman with anything other than her biology as a description, then it's... It's wrong. Yes, that's it exactly. It's morally wrong to say a woman has to fit into this definition of what it means to be a woman. Because a woman is a human and can be and do and dress however she damn well pleases. I know. Well, if you know, then why do you say you don't feel like a woman? What does that even mean? You know what, though? You don't feel like a woman. I know for 100% certainty that you don't feel like a woman. Because guess what? You're not a woman. 
You're a 14-year-old. I didn't feel like a woman at 14 either. Heck, I'm 39 and a mother, and I am just now starting to feel like a woman. But it took me forever to grow up. I'm just now feeling like the woman instead of the kid trying to figure life out. My real question is, why are so many girls deciding they don't want to be girls anymore? I don't understand that. Then I showed her a graph about how disproportionately girls, not women, not boys or men, but adolescent females, are transitioning to males. Okay, given that we live in a patriarchal society, I find this shocking and very disturbing that we have made this world so uncomfortable to be a teenage girl in. You are right. I do it because I don't want to be seen as a sex object. Hold on. My inside reaction was, What? Did she just admit what the real problem is? But I didn't say that. What I said was, I know you don't. And you are feeling that way because you have seen some very violent porn. And you got scared about the way women were treated. Okay, I didn't know if she had. I was just going off of information I have heard about reasons why girls are transitioning. And thought it was possible she'd been exposed in the past. She didn't deny having been exposed. Anyway, she looked at me like I finally understood. But then... I blew her mind. You know what the problem is, though? You can't escape it. There's transgender porn too, you know? And I don't know if you know this, but a transgender boy is literally a pedophile's wet dream. It's what they always wanted. A teenage sex drive in a prepubescent body with your chest bound, you look like a child. And you cannot escape the fact that kink and porn is part of trans life too. In fact, because of the nature of pornography, no one is safe from being sexualized. The porn industry is not sex and intimacy, and that is not what it's like for a woman. I really need to have a whole other conversation with her about this, of course, because the porn industry isn't just ruining our girls' ideas about sex and intimacy, it's also ruining the boys. Do you know about the epidemic of erectile dysfunction in young boys and men? when in the past those issues didn't even happen until men were much older? It's because of the instant gratification that porn provides boys, and when they're faced with a real thing, they are unable to participate. They can't even get hard. That's sad. I hate the porn industry. But back to what the heck is happening with girls like you these days? I think the problem here is that this gender is a social construct stuff is an ideology, which is a like a set of beliefs or opinions. They're teaching it in schools. Well, obviously you know that because you're in school and learning about this stuff. But the real question is, why are they teaching this ideology, these beliefs in schools when it leads to medicalization of the human body to the point where young adults, specifically women, become sterile, unable to have children? Do you realize most people don't even want to have kids until they get to their 30s? I certainly didn't want kids as a teenager. That was the last thing I was thinking of. 
Do you know a doctor will not perform a procedure on a man or woman that will prevent them from having kids until they're nearly 40 or they already have like three kids? Why would a doctor not give a man a vasectomy until he was almost 40 or he had a bunch of kids already? Because it would be unethical. That man might change his mind and wish he hadn't gotten that done. And it's a reversible procedure most of the time. Yet, they will provide hormone blockers to eight-year-olds that set them up for cross-sex hormones. And do you know that if you start taking testosterone, it's really hard to stop. You have to stay on it to keep seeing the results. Although some things are permanent, like the voice change and the fact that your clit will grow long and won't ever go back. And if you stay on testosterone for more than five years, you're probably going to have to get a hysterectomy because the chances of you getting ovarian cancer are so great that you're basically a walking dead man with your uterus inside of you. So say you are a transgender boy who starts testosterone by the age of like 15 or 16, which is the age in most states in America. That means by the time you are 20 or 21, you will be forced to get a full hysterectomy. This means you will never have your own biological children. You will be sterile. It is shocking that they will do this to children and teens. But they won't give a 25-year-old woman a tube tie in case she wants kids in her 30s? Like what? What? Really? So the thing is, the way they're going about this is presenting this ideology, this, this system of beliefs in our schools to our children. And it seems like harmless fun to participate in this social experiment. Everyone else is doing it too. But the issue here is that nearly 90% or possibly more of these girls who seek medical transition are experiencing ADHD, ADD, executive functioning disorder, autism, depression, anxiety, they have trauma or they're gay and are not feeling comfortable with their same-sex attraction. It's true, 100% of my transgender friends have at least one of those conditions. And then there are the hormones themselves. I mean, I'm pregnant right now and these hormones are kicking my ass. You know how fun hormones feel when you're on your period? Now just imagine having already unstable mental health and then throwing in some high-powered hormones in that mix. I mean, that is literally insane. It seems fishy that they're basically sterilizing a generation of children who present with mental health challenges or who are gay. To me, I can't think of anything more messed up than that. I think medicalization is gross. I don't understand why people get bottom surgery or any of that stuff. I don't want any of that stuff. I told her I knew of a young girl who grew up with my brother. When she was eight, she went on hormone blockers. And at 12, testosterone injections. And at 13, she had top surgery, a mastectomy. Her parents gave her permission to cut her boobs off at 13. When you get your boobs cut off, you are no longer able to feel any sexual pleasure on your nipples. So they've taken a huge part of sexual pleasure away from this girl before she's even old enough to have an intimate relationship. My daughter said, That's gross. That is so wrong. I then explained what bottom surgery really was. 
They strip your arm of fat and skin to make a penis-like shape that they attach to you. But your arm is stripped down nearly to the bone, so now you just have what looks like an arm bone instead of a forearm. They have to run a catheter through the thing so you can get a urine stream to come out of it. It's really dangerous to do that and it gets infected a lot. If you want your fake penis to get hard, you have to have a second surgery to implant air pumps that kind of look like a ball sack and you can squeeze the balls to inflate the penis with air to make it look hard. But it'll still be too soft to actually have sex with. And of course, you can't feel anything because it's not actually connected to nerves the same way an actual penis would be. So you basically turn yourself into a sex doll who will never feel any sexual pleasure. I mean, can you imagine how much pain that would be to have all those surgeries down there? Ish, that's awful. And you will never feel pleasure. What kind of life is that? How can this be a solution to anyone's mental health challenges? To anyone's body dysphoria? I don't want to be trans. I just want to do cosplay and dress like characters I like. Well, that's not gender dysphoria and it's not trans. It would be kind of insulting to people with actual body dysphoria or gender dysphoria to say you're trans. Imagine if you actually felt like your body was deeply wrong. You spent your whole life, since two or three, feeling trapped in the wrong body. Suffering because people made fun of you as a child for saying you were the opposite sex. But in your mind, it's very, very real. Not something that you want to be, but something that your brain is telling you that you actually are. You're holding a lot of painful experiences from a lifetime of feeling this way without the right people to help you understand why you feel that way and guide you through a process to reconcile your brain with your body. And then someone who just wants to play dress up or wishes they were something else is like, I'm trans too. Um, no, you're not. That's not the same adversity. You know there are people who do drag and that's totally cool. A drag queen knows he's a man, but is just performing a part for the night, for the fun of it. It's way more authentic and a true demonstration of self-love, self-acceptance, and personal expression. So if you just want to dress like a boy to play a character, why not just call yourself a drag king? Or be a female who dresses up like a boy sometimes? Not adopting a label that doesn't make sense for what's actually true for you. That's what I want. I started to explain that she probably wants her friends to see her as this certain character that it represents her interests. She was getting all discombobulated with her explanations again. And I just realized, she just wants these pronouns in this style to fit in with her peers. It doesn't really have anything to do with genuine body dysphoria. It's more just trying to fit in. Look. The thing that bothers me the most is the complete rejection of the feminine. Why not use she, her? They, them, it, it's, he, him. Why everything but the female pronouns? I want to read you a letter from a woman who detransitioned. She wrote it to her younger, gender-questioning self. After reading the letter, I realized I'd been talking with her for over two hours 
and my 14-month-old son was approaching bedtime hysteria. I could hear him screaming at daddy, so I had to leave. We never clarified if I can go back to using she, her pronouns, but I love the fact that she said she wants to be a woman and that the binder she wanted was just for cosplay characters, which she literally never does. Her friend is a cosplayer and my daughter's like a cosplay daydreamer. I still won't get the binder for her, but I love that we're connected and having these conversations and that she's starting to think about this more critically. I hope to have another conversation soon in which I will ask her if I can go back to using she, her without feeling like an asshole. And then I can use they, them in front of her friends for her peer acceptance part if she really wants me to. But ultimately, I want her to be a proud female and express herself however she pleases, but identify as a woman to be an empowering example of female diversity. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story, too. Go to PartnersForEthicalCare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission to raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness. Thank you.